Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Holistic Yogi Podcast. I am your host, Kamala Ingrid, and today I have a wonderful guest, DJ Momentology, Patrick Ibats. And today's concept is about yoga and music. Hello, Patrick. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Let us know a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your background. So being a uh, music producer, I obviously have a background in music. I've always been uh, interested in creating cool experiences for people. Um, the first thing that I picked up a while ago was drumsticks. And while wow. I mean, like when I was uh, like 13, 14 years old, I just was always fascinated with like banging on stuff. Nice. <laughs> uh, my mother would tell me that I, I used to request classical music in the car. So when we were driving places, before I can remember, like when I was like, you know, three, four, five, she would always say I would request a classical music station. So you kind of combine the love of music from from that. And my parents always played classic rock to me. It was kind of like a thing like the Beatles, Moody Blues, Jimi Hendrix. They were just like staples in my house. Um, Both my parents loved classic rock. And uh, then leading up to me playing percussion and drums in middle and high school, and then I picked up a guitar and I fell in love, but I put it down for about three to five years. And then I ended up picking up a guitar again, uh, kind of like when I graduated high school, um, early college. And uh, then I met some guys that kind of wanted to play music. And it was just a natural progression for me to play the bass. Nice. One of them was a guitar player, the other one was a singer. So it's like, well, we need a bass player. I'm like, all right, I'll pick this thing up, I'll learn it. Actually, this bass right there that you see. Yes, yes. That's the same one that I uh, started with. Wow. So you've had that for how long? 14 years, 15 years. years. Yeah. It's a staple in your life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like it's it's always a a good uh, expression to be able to play a bass guitar because it's very, um, if you want to compare it to a chakra, it's like very root chakra, very safe chakra. It's like grounding. yeah, super grounding. You can you can feel it more than you can hear it. So having a background that was kind of rooted in music from my parents and having uh, an experience in my early college years that led to finding a bunch of different musicians to collaborate with and eventually forming bands with them. Um, around the same time, I was also getting into yoga and mindfulness, something that was kind of new to me at the time. Very cool. So that led in a whole different direction. My music led in another direction. And then like four bands later, thousands of yoga classes later, all this stuff happened. And I find myself without a music project because bands come and go. Right. And I was still practicing yoga and mindfulness. And I was like, how do I combine the two? You know, How do I create an experience for people who are kind of in the same world that I wanted to be in? Uh, but a musical experience. So that's when I started to think about music as uh, something that can heal and something that promotes healing in other people really. And creating a a musical experience for people that didn't involve anyone else but me. Like what what do I wanna say with my music and what do I want people to feel from this audio coming out of the speakers or a guitar? And that was in 2015, and since then, I've uh, had Momentology music, and it's been awesome. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful music, beautiful music, and, you know, I actually have had the privilege that you've given me some of those, and I've used it. I love the feels. It's one of my favorite ones, because it yeah. goes well with my intro and a lot of things that I introduced 
especially when I'm doing my yoga classes or I'm introducing something. That's one of my favorite ones that works wonderful with my uh, with my uh, videos. So I love it. I love it. Definitely, I you know. Does you mean the whole album? Yeah, the whole album is beautiful, but the actual is it's just every song in there is just exactly what I'm looking for, you know, because it's very hard to find. I think when I first got into the whole was with um, the whole thing was back in 2012 when I started getting into listening to other people combining yoga. I love Jay Utah. Mm -hmm. His music really, you know, um, really, I felt his music and he took it from his trips and tours that he would do and bring it back and then integrated them, all the mantras into such a soulful, but yet you could feel the energy. Yeah. And since then, I really haven't felt someone, you know, Deva Praval, I love her too. She's wonderful, just beautiful voice. But then when you came in with the music, it's like, you could tell that's like a new age yet. So like today, it's so what we, what I was looking for, which I love because it's like, it's a perfect, you know, combination, you know, not too much, not too little, but just, enough, just the right sound for the background when you're talking. I love that. So I love yeah, that. It's really that's awesome. Thing that I, I try to specifically create when it comes to music is bridging the gap between like the electronic world yeah and the spiritual world and the holistic music world and music that doesn't have like a, a, a computer that is, is behind it like computer might produce the songs and record the instruments but for the most part a lot of the music that um i was introduced to when i first started uh doing yoga or meditating was very uh, organic stuff it'd be like super light drums or a guitar or like a, a violin chanting singing bowls things that that weren't created by a computer right right so my my goal bridging the gap there from the beginning was to create like a synergy between the two so like what would it be like if you went to uh like an experience where there was a dj that also plays his own instruments that awesome. creates both at the same time. And that was kind of my goal. Um, coming from someone who loves jam bands, like I love the band Fish. Okay. Uh, they're, like, they're like my favorite band of all time. And also coming from someone who loves music, as you were just speaking of here, uh, this very sweet, um, loving music, you know, that comes from the heart. That was the, the idea was to kind of bridge the two. So I'm glad that you, uh, you feel that. The, the no, two. I feel it. I feel it. It's like you actually made magic with the two. You know, you brought something in in harmony in such a beautiful thing that I haven't experienced before with anybody else, really, to be honest with you. It's, it's not easy to find that kind of music. And, and um, that. I remember listening to MC Hammer. I mean, MC, Yogi MC. Yogi, yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not that one. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yogi mc and and it was interesting but it's hip-hop and it's not so you know that's something that you can just enjoy and have a good time you know mm -hmm. with your fellow friends but you know when it comes to training and being a teacher for yeah. over 20 years you want to be able to implicate some of the music and i love having background music when it comes to my uh, practice so mm -hmm. it's something that i was brought on a long time ago with um some of my teachers in the past you know gurus that i followed love the music and I kind of kind of took on from that you know I, I started kind of creating my own group and I, I went into the yoga buddha bar at the time because that's what I the closest thing I could get you're you know yeah. from that and so when I listened I heard yours I was like oh this is perfect because you know there were times like I had to create my 
my CDs at the time when we had CDs, basically <laughs> edit the songs that worked for me for my flow. So you came along and now it's like, eh, I don't need to edit anything. You know, by knowing the yoga, you know the flow of the beginning, the sequence of the flow of, of a yoga routine. So that's the beauty of your practice and your magic of your albums, because you start from very slow, you pick up the beat and you slow it down back again, kind of like we, what we do. So that's awesome. I really- Thank you. <laughs> hands up on that one, I love that. And how did you come into yoga? What, like, what led you in there? I know you said you started yoga, but what brought you to the curiosity of yoga and, and kept you there? Yeah, well, um, my parents, specifically my mom always, ate really well and um she started discovering like organic and healthy foods which kind of led to a whole kind of revolution in our family which i really followed and um around the same time my friends were also kind of exploring that so the healthy eating and the healthy living it kind of transitioned to like how else can i be healthy no. i remember a co-worker of mine at the time she was like you gotta try this yoga place um just like really close to our, our, our area. And I was like, I don't know, like, I feel kind of funny stepping into a yoga class. I think I was like 18. It okay. was like one of my first jobs um, back then. And uh, she's like, no, seriously, you got to go. You're going to love this teacher. And the, the practice is awesome. You feel so good. I'm like, eh, maybe. So it took like maybe five or six months to actually do it. But I went to this yoga studios and um. Pinellas Park, Florida, mm -hmm. so near Tampa, um, but on the other side of the bridge. Okay. And I just remember, like, it was actually, I think it was a silent class. I didn't play any music, but I just remember, like, they turned the lights down and it was a, it was like a very um, relaxed class most of the time, but they would kind of ramp it up a little bit. And I was the only guy. And I think I was the only person like under 40 too. It was a, wow. a very strange experience. Um, <laughs> I wasn't quite not used to it though, because I actually went to school to become a teacher and becoming a teacher, you're like one of maybe three men out of yes. like 20 people. So I was like, I felt good. I felt at home. It was like, uh, what's the word? Um, it was, it was safe for me because I, I've always been in the company of like, um, funny enough, older women who were like holding the space. So I, uh, I fell into it and it was like, it, I think the teacher, she was like, in her like upper 60s and she had more like stamina and agility than anyone else in the class including me and i felt like what like how does this happen how does someone who is you know quote so old physically like so strong and so uh adept to this practice right i was like there's there's something to this maybe uh maybe i should try some like regularly so i started going to like maybe one or two classes a week and I'm like, why don't I buy a yoga mat? So I bought a yoga mat and I started doing yoga in my room. And at the time, I think when I was 18, I was still living with my parents. I definitely was. And I was literally doing yoga, like in the middle between like my bedroom and my closet, there's a space like this big. And I just, I made it work. That's awesome. Doing like pigeon, like with my leg under the bed. It was like whatever I could do to make it work. And I just remember feeling like, okay, like I, I never really was a gym guy. I never like worked out. But I felt like I could do yoga. It was easy. Um, and I was already really flexible. I don't know where it came from. Um, I don't know if it was a genetic thing, but in general, I was like a really flexible kid. And it always like kind of blew my friend's minds. Like I could, you know, put my like hands behind my back and like touch it. And 
you know, they were. It just means that you were very open-minded. That's all it is. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. You are, you are an open person already as a young child. You're very much already primed to because you said your family is very organic and open yeah. to that, that, that lifestyle. So most likely you were already walking the path. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. So like kind of growing up in that, literally growing up from 18 to 20 doing yoga, like pretty regularly balancing college and then that job I was working and then discovering music around the same time um, as something that was fun. I wasn't necessarily trying to get paid. It was just like, let's just hang out with my friends and play music and slap the bass and someone's playing the drum set and we're just going to make some music here. So it all kind of convulged at the same moment, but that I wasn't actually making music for any yoga at the time. It was just, I was making music. Music. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. All kind of swirled back in. Is it like later in life? Yeah, it's usually that's how it is. I think you know stuff that is meant to be. It's like you were kind of doing your your thing at first, and before you know it, the same thing has happened with me over the course of the years. I've noticed things now kind of spiraling together. Everything I've learned from the beginning till now, it's like now coming all in as one. Yeah, the great convergence. (laughs) Yes, it is. It is. And tell me more about um, you know. What was your first project in between the music world that you did that was related to yoga music and what did how was that experience like? Yeah, that was that was um called Ecotone. It's like a twelve track album. I don't even have it online on Spotify anymore because I'm actually not like it's it's not music that I'd make anymore. But ah, okay, okay. At the time it was really just about kind of like exploring sound, mm-hmm. what like electronic elements on the computer could do to a sound so like i would record something and then manipulate the sound so much to where it didn't sound like that anymore so i'd record like a a note on the guitar and make it something totally different um that was in uh at the end of 2015 i remember making that and then i actually my first gig with momentology was a breathwork class in south florida um with my friend Lori reyes it was like my first paying momentology gig and i played all original music i played guitar and i remember leaving the class like wow like besides like having uh like a financial reason to do it that wasn't why i did it i did it because i just wanted to share music with people and like support people on this interesting breathwork journey that they were wanting to do and it was really cool being able to guide the music solo without anyone else like uh supporting or or um, orchestrating. It was like, all right, what do I want to do here? And after the class, everyone was like, that was freaking awesome. Yeah. I could imagine the vibration. Yeah. And, um, like that kind of propelled me. So I'm like, okay, let me make more music. And after that, it was, it just slowly got more, um, simple. I remember the first few releases were like so complicated because I thought that to make good and unique music, you had to do more. And, um, these days I'm like pulling out, like I play uh, like stuff and I just pull a bunch of it out and to keep like a little bit. So if like, let's say I have a three minutes on, I play guitar for three minutes. I might use like 15 seconds of what I played. <laughs> so you can like, like literally like, compress everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's like uh, chipping away. <laughs> at Interesting. Sculpture, you know. <laughs> and before you would just basically make a lot, how long would you make music for and what would like you do? How long were the songs or how long were like yeah. my songs? where you are from then to where you are now like how is what's the difference yeah i mean there's a huge difference and um i'm i'm trying to make the music accessible to like anybody uh-huh. so 
back in the day, I would make super long songs that were anywhere from four minutes to like 12 minutes. I, I remember making a, a 13 minute song or something like that. And uh, it was really cool at the time. It was very psychedelic and it would go through all these different phases. And I liked it listening, you know, but I got some feedback from someone there like, this isn't really um, like relatable to people. Like mm. there's a very niche market for this music. And so I started to look at my music and thought, how can I make it like relatable and accessible to people who just listen to the radio or um, mainstream music and not necessarily like I wanted to be like them, but I wanted to create an experience to where people can relate to it. And it wasn't like so off and left field that they were like, and skip, you know, they were like, <laughs> no, it's relatable. it sounds good. I feel good from it. And I can understand the structure. Maybe there's a intro verse chorus, bridge verse chorus, and it's done. It's like that structure people know like in their mind it's going to come to the next section and it's going to stop and it's going to go to the next section and like while i might want to make stuff that goes off into like 10 minute jams for like production yeah. that for me that just hasn't worked in, in in the most recent years because i wanted to get like the point of the song and the point is like a grooving beat with a good chorus something that you can like you know bob your head to dance to or sit in stillness to you know, nice. a variety of things and creating an experience to where people, um, they felt like there was a, a, like a predictable next. So it wasn't so much like what's going to happen, but there was enough, uh, let's just say, um, surprise to where it's not boring. So treading the middle line between like, I'm going to surprise you with music and then also not getting too repetitive. You know, right. there's like such a, a unique balance. And, and that, that's what I try to achieve when I create a song is like really treading that middle line between um, repetition, familiarity, and then um, and just being unique enough to where people remember it. Yeah, it's very, very fine line to tread there. That's awesome. And you mentioned psychedelic. Have you been have you created music for that, too? And how what was your feedback on that? For that? Yeah. I mean, I guess you can probably utilize all my music in a psychedelic assisted session. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd back, have to try that. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. I'll give you a playlist. <laughs> all right. Yeah, definitely for sure. And we'll, we'll share it with the, for this podcast as well. Yeah. Uh, and what's your feedback on it? Uh, great. Yeah. Like, it, I, I try to make sure that my music is like, it's a good mood, a good vibe. It's like uplifting to where, um, you don't even have to be like on any kind of psychedelic to just appreciate how like uh how it feels like that's totally true because i know I've, I've played your music and i like it it's like it, it's so relaxing and soothing yeah like there's no um there's nothing that'll frighten you you know out of nowhere right. like um it's funny because i used to listen to a lot of um like drum and bass or dubstep or house music and then i went in the complete opposite direction <laughs> That's a, but hey, you know, you get a little bit of taste of everything and then you know what works for you. you yeah. know, but, and tell us anything, like you have any upcoming projects that you're doing anytime soon? Yeah, I have a bunch of unreleased songs um, and I'm going to be rolling them out over the next, we're in June, till the end of the year. Um, I think I have like maybe 50 to 60 things that I'm going to be rolling out, songs that could okay. be an album. Um, I actually have a uh, kind of a chill deep house project nice. i'm going to be releasing 
probably the fall. Um, I haven't really set a release date because it's not done yet. I don't really like to say when I'm going to be releasing it, but my goal is the fall. Um, I have also like a chill yoga album that is pretty much done that I'll likely. Oh, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. <laughs> In like August. Uh, my, my most recent album, Enchanted, actually was 18 tracks. Nice. And I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? Let me do uh, nine and nine. So the other nine are going to come out. I'm going to say in like August or September and then like late fall, maybe even winter, the deep house stuff, but I'll be like rolling out singles pretty okay. a few times a month. Um, I do have a, an event on uh, in the third week of June. So Saturday festival, right? Yeah. Festival in Kentucky. It's uh, the 19th of June. It's called Playthink. It's in Harrodsburg, okay. uh, Kentucky. It's a really cool flow festival. So I used to still do what I used to uh, be a really big flow arts advocate. I would spin fire, still do that, which is fun. I've seen uh, you. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, it's fun. Uh, but there's this whole festival that's dedicated to sharing the art and the love of flow arts um, through, through movement. There's also yoga. There's a lot of uh, good musicians there. Um, I'm going to be playing actually like that midnight on that oh, set. Wow. I think actually oh. 2030. And two really close friends are going to be playing right before me. It's kind of nice. Um, DJ Taz Rashid and Equanimous. Nice. Two good friends of mine. We've all made music together. So um, it's great to be able to be in the same festival again, performing after this weird non-performance. I know. How did that go for you, this whole COVID? To be honest with you, it, it didn't really do anything different for me because I sit at home a lot anyway and I produce music. So there was a meme that came out like around the time where COVID started. And it was like, when you find out, uh, um, what, what do they call it? When, when you find out quarantine is your normal lifestyle. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> it actually didn't affect me much at all. I, yeah. I, it just allowed me to go into my project now. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm about to release an app as well, my own personal yeah. app. So nice. yoga related. So it, it kind of gave me more time for that. And yeah, it was it was easy for me. I know a lot of people around me were freaking out, like, I can't go out and hang out with people. I'm like, so just so, work stuff that you got going on. And it was uh it was jolting for a lot of people I talked to, but it was great for me. I loved it. Yeah, it, same here. I enjoyed it and it didn't affect me at all. I actually enjoyed every minute of it. So it yeah. was very creative for me and, and I got very productive, you know, which I enjoyed for once. Yeah. Once time for that, you know. Yep. So that was good. Forced and, productivity in a way, you know. It is, it is. And um, any words of wisdom you have now for our listeners that you would love to give them? Because I know you're oppressed against time and I want to thank you so much for joining yeah, <laughs> uh, this podcast. So do you have anything that you would love to let our listeners know about? Yeah, words of wisdom. Um, be patient with ah. everything. <laughs> Especially to those creating art. I know that um, as an artist, I understand there's a certain amount of perfection and uh, letting go that has to happen simultaneously when creating a piece of art, whether it's music or drawing or painting, or you're an artist, like a carpenter, it really doesn't matter exactly what you're doing, but yes. you are doing some kind of creative art. And what has helped me a lot is just knowing that I could take all the time in the world to do what I'm doing, unless of course there's a big deadline that I can't, but within a day, I, if, if I don't have anything to do, I could take the whole 24 hours in a day to do anything I want uh, creatively. So 
in that way, I'm like patient in my art. So if I can tell anyone a word of wisdom is be patient. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And that's been my uh, life <laughs> motto as well. Like I have to learn patience. So it's been my, my life lesson. So mm. it's interesting you say that. And seek, seek peace, seek things that bring you peace. Um, there's a lot of uh, potential chaos in the world. And, you know, based on your belief on the universe, uh, it could be random uh, events of chaos or a very peaceful place to be. So I would say seek peace as an alternative to the, the chaos that could sometimes surround us. Well, there you have it, guys. Thank you so much. I know like, I had to cut it short because he is pressed against time. Thank you, Patrick, for joining us today. Thank and you those, for having me on the show. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you. And those that haven't joined us and are first-time listener, please like and subscribe, share with your friends. And thank you so much for being part of the Holistic Yogi. All right. <laughs>